head around the cauldron for another episode of Good Witch, Bad Witch. Which witch are you? Wednesday. We're excited to have you here. We have a great guest today. Um, we are going to start with a little game that I'm kind of through at Shelly, and this is going to be our opener to kind of get to know each other a little bit better since we don't hardly know each other at all. But, <laughs> um, but we, I kind of like kind of threw this at her, and I think it'll be a fun little opening topic. Um, I'm going to say a word, and I want her to just right off the top of her head, um, tell me what she's thinking when when I say the word. So, are you going to do a bunch and then I do some at you? Yeah, I'll do okay. ten. Okay, and then like you do however many you have. Okay, fun. Okay. I have zero. Yeah, yeah, okay. it's, it's coming at you. Yeah. And that just shows how w- we are. I've been like um, rehearsing this for like seventy three weeks, like since even before we thought we were having a podcast, and Shelly like decided to do it right before, and that's just us. That's how Kenny Rogers rolls, baby. Right. Right. You got to know you when to hold them. Okay, so I'm going. Okay, so. Don't think, just right off the top of your head. You got, got it. it? Okay. Mm-hmm. Drink. Therapy. Trump. Therapy. McDonald's. <laughs> Yummy. Puppy. Ooh. Spackle. <laughs> Macklemore. <laughs> Linus. Oh, my baby. Sports. Uh, money. Love. Money. Hate. <laughs> Ooh. Um... Gosh, I don't know. I, I just saw serial killers since we just recorded that one. <laughs> and the last one, which? You. Oh, that's oh, very sweet. Okay. That was fun. Yay. Okay. okay. Crap. That yeah. Reminds me All right. Of... I'm ready. I feel okay. like we're on the, what is it? The $10,000 pyramid? Yeah. I'm John Stamos. You, you're, you're, you're Deidre Hall from Days of Our Lives. Right. <laughs> nice. Those are weird people to be. There's weird people on that show. That's true. Okay. okay, we're B-list celebrities. Okay, I'm just thinking, I'm going to close my eyes. I'm closing my eyes if you can't see this, which you can't. <laughs> All okay. right, can I use proper nouns? You can use what, this is our g- damn gig. You could do whatever you want. <laughs> okay, Super Bowl. Broncos. Janet Jackson. Booby. <laughs> uh, um, vaginas. Booby. <laughs> Moist. Gross. Mm. Uh, rub and tug. Rub and tug? Yes. Massage. <laughs> um uh Thai food. Yummy. Um Jack in the Box. Clown? And Stephen King. Awesome. Okay. Is that my Yay. 
See, you don't need to prepare. No, that, <laughs> that was worked, great times. That worked out pretty good. Okay. Right. Well, that, that's our opening topics. And I very wish... scientific, I yeah, think. Yes, it was. And I don't free. Free? <laughs> we didn't have to do... Didn't they used to do that on the uh, electric company? I, they had so. words come out and... Yes. Oh, at each other. Yeah. 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 Let's throw some words at Daryl. Okay. Okay. Oh. Morbid. Death. Pretty. My wife. Aww. Tattoos. Love them. Kids. Got lots of them. <laughs> That's not one word. <laughs> lots. <laughs> Many. Mucho. Favorite. Hockey. Hockey. Uh, Gretzky. This is fun. You guys yeah, are good We at could this. go on forever. Yeah. We really could. Okay. Well. Moisturizer. Needed. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone needs like moisturizer. That. Everybody needs moisturizer. Self-care, guys. Perfect. Well, Shelly, why don't you tell us about our guest today? I'd be delighted. Uh, Mark Sondermeyer is a longtime friend of mine. In fact, he's a lifelong friend of mine. Uh, our parents used to babysit each other. So my mom and dad, when they moved to... No, no, let me explain. I'm like, your parents babysit his parents? Come play with me. That's how it works now. But back then, in the 70s... I, so sorry, bad explaining. So his mom used to babysit me. My mom used to babysit him. Oh, so perfect. we knew each other since we were in diapers. So our moms, with along with two other moms, uh, Maureen Nimmers and the other one, I can't remember right now, uh, were in a bridge club in the 70s. And they all babysat each other's kids. So I didn't know that till we were in high school. And uh, as Lisa and I have discussed before, we were in all the groups. We were kind of in a non-clicky, non-breakfast club type of high school. Yeah. And, you know, it's like we'd go smoke with the stoners and we'd be in a play with the actors. And, you know, we'd be in a forensics uh, meet. And then, you know, we our, we had friends that are cheerleaders and palms and whatever. You know, some of, them, uh, some of us were academics. Some of us weren't. Some of us were academics that didn't work at academics. And long story short, we knew Mark from... Uh, he was kind of one of those all groups people too. Yeah. So he was uh, always been a musician and always very popular. He's quite um, social and gregarious and all that. He's so interesting. If you think we talk a lot, this guy has stories for days and uh, they're all fascinating. So I'm really excited to talk to him today. He's um, got stories about the music biz and COVID and um, why I wanted to name this I Will Survive is he um, recovered from a near-death accident. Wow. And there's there's a lot to go over today. So I hope you guys like Mark as much as we do. He's a dear friend and an absolute wonderful, fascinating person. Hey, hey, Reddit. Who, me? Yeah, you. Yeah. Hey, you want to buy some leggings? What, what do you mean leggings? You know, leggings. Designer leggings. Like, do you, like, for my legs, like, do you have them in different sizes? Yeah, yeah, we got them in curvy, uh, classic, and queen, and all different kinds of colors, and pockets, too. Pocket leggings, solid colors, all kinds of different designs. Where are you located? We're at uh, 8800 Ralston Road, Suite 202. Is that in Arvada? Right here in Arvada. What's the name of your place? It's uh, Blue Line Boutique. Awesome. I cannot wait to get designer leggings at a really, really affordable cost. Thank you so much, crazy guy who just stopped me. <laughs> hey, that's what I'm here for. Your leggings. Welcome 
Welcome back to the show, witches. Uh, we're really excited to talk to our good friend, Mark Sundermeyer. We all went to high school with him. You just heard the intro, so I'm not going to re-intro the intro. But anyway, thank you for joining us, Mark. Well, thank you for having me. You got it. We have so many questions for you. And um, I mean this in the very best way. I know that you can be a little verbose. And by that, I mean thorough. And I think you're fascinating. <laughs> so as I'm just going to get right at it. <laughs> I'm not saying that you're a chatty Kathy, but I know you got some shit to say. No, what do you, are you what, 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 what kind of adjective is that that you just used to describe me? She uses it's big good. words. It's yeah. crazy. <laughs> what the heck? So uh, first of all, you've been in a lot of bands. And uh, I know right now you're in the trampolines and, and COVID and all this other stuff. You're also sure. a booking agent. Yeah. So uh, it's weird that you always have so many irons in the fire. And right now you can't really fire them up yeah. necessarily. But um, my first question is, how did the trampolines get formed? How did you guys all meet each other? How did, how did that little network work? So, um, yeah. So the trampolines was a interesting thing. Uh <laughs> It was, you know, like 2004, um, I had been doing a series that we did all um, all around the state called the Acoustic Circus. And we would bring all these different acts in, um, whether that was the kind of format that they would normally play in or not, even if they were, whether they were heavy metal or jazz or some other kind of music. And they would do these broken down shows. So uh, we'd put like 10 acts in a, on, a, on a night and... And um, yeah, so we had a band that hosted these things called the Acoustic Circus Band. It was different members of different bands, and uh, really a pretty fun thing. Um, at the time, I was in Sad Star Cafe, which mm -hmm. is the other band that I'm in occasionally. Sometimes, mm -hmm. it just depends on the year. And um, yeah, so this fellow that was singing for this band called Losing November that did very well at the time, um, they were kind of housing their thing, shelving it, and... Same thing with the Sad Star Cafe. So we got together and played one of these acoustic circus shows on Valentine's Day. Oh, that was sweet. So how many years ago was that? That was 2004. And um, yeah, and then it just, from there, um, within a year, myself and, and Chris Stake had, you know, been playing all these acoustic shows, put some guys behind us, formed this band, uh, put out an EP, and, you know, we're in this, like, big label running thing, you know, instantly uh, against like the fray and our good buddies from New Mexico, the shins. Um, yeah. So it was just kind of one of these things where we um, got together to make a recording project out of it. It did really well. And, and that's really the, the story. I mean, it, yeah. It, so, and, and we still do it. It was at the same time then as the fray was becoming popular. You guys were kind of in a neck and neck Colorado yeah. musical race, right? Yeah. To what say was the, the shakedown there? Well, you know, I'm not a hundred percent sure. I can't tell you. You know, I certainly haven't like cross referenced it or anything online, but um, that we had been flown out to all these different labels. They were talking to us, talking to those guys, a couple other different bands. And I don't know, just all of a sudden, you know, the, the next thing you know, these guys have this like record deal with Epic. And, um, and again, I'm not Which I find weird because it seems like everybody knew that they were in over their heads. So I, I'm, you, you see know, what you did there? Yeah. Sorry. I, I, yeah. No, that's <laughs> right. Trying to be hilarious. Honey, okay, keep talking. I got it. I got the joke. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, and, but I don't know. Hopefully everyone else will. 
You're so smart. <laughs> You're so smart. You know. Anyway, but, uh, you know, so they get this record deal. And again, this is the part of the story that I don't really know for sure what's 100% true about it or not. But their singer supposedly was like seventh or eighth in line uh, in his family on down the line, cousins and cousins away, and, and gets uh, inherits this castle. What? In England, and so they kind of moved in there and like did their next couple of records there. And there's these videos you can find out and around where you know Isaac Slade is like, "Hey, so look at this castle that I was was given to me." It, it was this like family heirloom thing. It was super weird. So tell it, notwithstanding, you're saying the trampolines didn't get that deal because you guys didn't have a castle. Can I cuss? <laughs> yes, oh, yeah. fuckers. <laughs> yeah. Well, yep. and I think that when we inherited our castle, yeah. we didn't throw that in people's faces. No, so we didn't make I videos that, about it. We yeah. kept it under our hats. Yeah, and I just think that that's rude. Yeah, a so, little pretentious, yeah, frankly. Well, whatever, so yeah, there's um, that. Yeah, no, it was really strange, right? Yeah, like they have um, to live with that. We were all like a little like, well, okay, but, you know, whatever the case, um, you know, when these labels are doing their thing, you know, the race is like um, usually quick and fast. And mm-hmm. when they find what they need, they that's what they... They take what they wanted, and that's right. over. Well, that sounded like they kind of offered you um, a bill of goods. Anyway. Yeah. It was, it was on a handshake, and it never came true. Man, it was really strange. Mm-hmm. You know, we used to get flown out to California all the mm-hmm. time to go to these, like, labels and stuff. Mm-hmm. And... Mark, I had a quick question yeah. for you. So when did you know that it was over, or did it just stop <laughs> one day, and two weeks later, you're like, oh, I think we're... Well, I just remembered that, like, maybe the second... The second time that we went out there, um, you know, third time to do this kind of thing, it just became very apparent that it was like, here, so, like, here's this car. We can drive you around. Here's um, some money. Here's a stipend. It was all this, like, tax write-off thing, and it just really, you know, wasn't, they had no real plans to do anything. Didn't feel right. Yeah, it didn't feel right. And it, like I say, it just it was a little weird and whatever. But the band, you know, it's been a huge Colorado staple for a zillion years. And, right. Um, you know, we kind of followed through with that, uh, made another uh, two follow-up albums, including a live thing that we shot our, our first album CD release show at Red Rocks. Oh, wow. So we were able to put out a DVD of this acoustic show. Mm-hmm. We'd done some shows with Jeanette Napolitano of mm-hmm. Concrete Blonde. Yep. And um, they filmed a bunch of it, and we ended up getting a call a little bit later about that, saying, hey, she's not going to use footage. I've got all this footage of you. Do you want to use it? And so we had this Red Rock stuff as well. So ended up you know, doing that and putting it out. And everything kind of rolled its way through about 2012. And then we broke up um, for all intents and purposes. No real issues, but everybody was kind of starting families mm-hmm. and having babies and things like that. And so flash forward to 2017, we get uh, this show going with the samples, who we used to play shows with a lot and tour with. Love the samples. Yeah, me too. And um, and yeah, and it was really super fun. And ever since, we've just you know been playing uh, shows ever since. And finally putting our first record out next month in a decade. Oh my God, I can't wait to hear it. Yours yeah. was the only uh, show I saw during COVID and it was done very safely and very well. Thank and you. God, you guys are just so fun to watch live. Oh, and, thanks. Uh, they did the Delta Dawn remake, which was really cool. But as uh, somebody who used to be a booking agent, yeah. did you organize your own show or how has that worked during these COVID times? Yeah, I mean, for that one in particular, the show that you came to, 
Um, it it um, had been on the books. Um, you know, of course, the, that place, the Buffalo Rose, mm-hmm. shut down, was open, shut down, sh- was open, shut down. You know, so at the time we did our show, things were safe there. And, you know, fingers crossed that it would have been and was. And so that's all good. But as a booking agent, really, for the last year, things have been pretty rough. Um, most things are certainly on hold. Um, a lot of the time as a booking agent, you know, when you have these relationships with these houses that, you know, um, govern the, the artists, um, actors, bands, you know, uh, once you have these relationships, you know, I've moved around to several different places over the years to book, you know, you have those relationships and they're always there. But the fact is 90% of these people, you know, can't tour and the ones that were willing to would get out on tour last year and get caught, you know, left out on the road with like oh the next four shows got closed down and right yeah it just so wasn't worth the expense yeah oh mm. i'm so sorry You're yeah good. they um yeah so it's uh, it's rough it's been a rough year um mm. and the booking thing is pretty weird it's sparse and kind of here and there right well hopefully there's some sunshine coming your way with that here shortly i hope so um, thanks for saying so as we're t- still talking about um the band stuff i want to know what is what do you think is the best besides your own because you know we're just going to help go ahead and leave that out or me um what <laughs> is the best talent to come out of denver or colorado with the best band the best individual person that's an interesting question i mean Obviously, everybody's pretty hopped up right now on Nathaniel Ratliff. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. I've known the guy for so long, and he used to be in this band called Born in the Flood that I booked a lot over the years and always loved him. Um, I didn't really check any of his stuff out until very recently, and I don't know why, but it it just took a while. But I think what this guy's doing is really cool. Mm -hmm. Um, It's part of this kind of lo-fi Motown 60s, you know, uh, R&B resurgence that I think is cool. I've kind of waited for years to have some R&B stuff that I liked. And there's right. bands like Duran Jones and Aaron Frazier. There's some things out now that are super cool. But I think that guy is really, you know, great. Um, is he a nice fella? He is a nice fellow, for sure. Um, I haven't talked to him in a very long time, but he's a nice mm-hmm. guy. And, you know, of course, um, Brian and myself, you know, and Brian's worked with him. But, you know, that 80s band, I love those guys i think they're wonderful they're so much fun so much fun and so very good and have such a great polished show i i think they're really one of the best representatives of any live band we have and not to step on your story or anything but you're you're pretty sure it's not winger I'm, I'm pretty I mean, sure. Okay, I just I was I, I thought that that would be the first one to come up. I'm so. feeling pretty sure. I oh, mean, okay. Ev- <laughs> um. Every everybody loves them some winger in Colorado, and yeah. you know, working out at the Buffalo Rose, of course, the guy was from Golden, right? Yeah. So the yeah. thing sells out out Guilty there every pleasure. time. And I don't think that his success had anything to do with the fact that he was pretty. Me neither. Yeah. No. <laughs> Thank it, you. Yeah, it was all vocal talent. Okay, I could just listen to his talent. face all yeah, day long. <laughs> I could do more with his face. Oh wait, my husband's right I know, there. and I know I'm gonna I probably get, you know, one in the side for this, but I was never a fan. So of winger? Yeah, no. All right. Not really. That's okay. okay. We'll, That's we'll okay. let you live. <laughs> Not my favorite. Uh Going back to a, yeah. a more serious thing. What, that wasn't serious? Well, it was no. very serious. Yeah. Uh, so because I'm kind of a, a fame ho and I drop Mark's name all the time. We actually hang out and know each other in oh, real yeah. life. Oh, you're so and, sweet. Uh, he asked me to lunch quite a bit and we go once a year. 
let's yeah, say. Yeah, we make it once a year. Yep, yeah. yep. And he goes on lots of hikes and stuff while he's on his downtime. But um, one of our last conversations, you had told me about a huge life-changing experience you had sure. when you were in a car accident and in a coma. Yeah. Um, could you tell us a little bit about that, how your recovery went sure. and what that experience was like? Um, really um, something else. Um, you know, it was like 2011 and there's still so much of it that is unknown. But I was like, you know, coming home from work way down south at the Toad Tavern and woke up in the hospital and had been, yeah, kind of rammed off the road um, by a great big truck. So anyway, it uh, really did a number on me. It uh, destroyed the entire left, uh, right side of my rib cage, my right shoulder, the scapula. Um, so this French team of doctors at, uh, I know you're looking at me like, what? Why French? At, at, yeah. at um, what I guess used to be Denver General is now called Denver Health. Um, yeah. Brian's dating a French doctor. He knows all of them. Ooh la 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 yeah. <laughs> Were they all ladies? Were they wearing chignons? <laughs> no. So what's funny is like I don't, um, I only met this doctor like once after that. But yeah, they basically had to unfold my shoulder uh, and put all these screws and all these, you know, pieces of metal in. It's pretty intense when you see my rib cage because they have... They're all encased in metal. Right. Uh, and I'm sorry to interrupt, but so, so pretty, at this point, are, when they're doing the surgeries, are you in the coma or this is yeah. afterwards? Or, and how long were you in so a coma? So I was in a coma for like two months. Um, and basically, you know, had to learn how to walk, talk, sing, all of it again. Um, so as you may know, when somebody's in a real serious situation like that, if you have some sort of intubation, they don't usually let it go for more than a couple of weeks before they'll trick you. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I had my mother and my lovely Sandra, mm-hmm. you know. Um, she ad- is lovely. She is lovely. I know. We <laughs> love her. Everybody loves Sandra. It's the truth. And, um, uh, you know, begged them to not trach me, and they didn't, and... So inevitably, as a vocalist, it ended up, I ended up kind of with this like hole kind of in the, this part of my range. Um, so I had to really start learning how to use my head voice to sing higher and such. And it took um, several years for, for my voice to be right, for me to be right. Um, for the first probably six months after this coma, they had all these diagrams and colors and things that they would show me because I daily couldn't remember short term like the last couple days. And all of a sudden one day I woke up, up you know, about six months in and, and everything kind of turned back on. That's do terrifying. you still have the metal in your body? I do. That, okay, so it's just a part of you now. Yeah, and yeah. so that's a weird thing because maybe once every year or so something will feel odd or strange and I'll mm-hmm. go in and take like x-rays and a screw will have fallen out and Whoa. gotten into this like soft tissue. Oh. And you know, um, so once or twice it's like caused, like I had a hematoma at one point. Do on, they remove it at that point or are they just like, oh, I'll just Yeah, let it. Oh, no, they're, okay. so, they're yeah. meant to stay. Oh, he had okay. a screw loose. He, oh, I literally have had a few <laughs> screws loose. Yeah. Bless your heart. I can yeah. imagine that's really uncomfortable. So, yeah, so the, I mean, it, it was, um, uh, you know, a rough go for several years to kind of get back, which also, you know, 
the the trampolines had been you know kind of non-existent at that point so it gave me some time to get ready you know or to, or to get better again right you had to heal yourself do you yeah. think it was harder physically or mentally to recover i would say mentally um you know it certainly was a, a rough go no question well, on that break, we're going to take a little bit of a break, Mark, but we're going to come back and talk some more with you because you're so freaking interesting. So I'm excited to have some more time with my friend, and uh, we'll be back in two and two. Okay, witches, let's talk about this. If you're looking for the best photographer in the Denver metro area, you simply have to go to Amber Braxton at Valuable Gem Photography. This lady has the most artistic, unique eye for photography. She specializes in wedding, bordeur, and themed photo shoots. You will not find a more creative mind for a better price. I promise you. Find her at Valuable Gem Photography on all the social media sites or just call her at 720-469-4118 and ask for Amber. Check out the Good Witch, Bad Witch website to see some of her fabulous photos. Use the code GWBW when booking for 10% off your first photo session. What, what, what? Nothing. Okay. Uh, (laughs) So on a lighter note, um, Lisa and I had talked about before this podcast came out that uh, after our first episode aired, after all the work we did, it really happened that we were going to get a tattoo. So um, Lisa has tons of tattoos. I only have one tattoo. I want a good witch, bad witch tattoo. Love it. So I was thinking, you know, you have your own artwork, your own show, the trampolines that you've worked on for so many years. It's important to you. It's part of you. I was wondering if you had a trampolines tattoo and if you did, if it was on your lower back. So it's like a tramp, tramp stamp. Uh, See what I did there? I I don't have any tattoos. I don't have a trampoline tattoo. Maybe I would do that. We have a really cool new font for our our new rebranding campaign, if you will. You'll have to send me a picture of that and we can post it on our page. Yeah, yeah sure. totally it looks will. really good. When, yeah. when can people expect to hear some of your new material? Yeah, so the new album, um, so again, you know, when we were talking about the band stuff, you know, we had made this EP and years and years ago, that's how and why we were kind of, you know, dealing with all this label stuff for a long time and ended up putting out a live thing, another follow-up album, broke up for a long time. So this is our first record in a decade. Um, it's really exciting. It um, feels like the first thing this band's ever done that feels like this band. And the reason I say that is because myself and Christopher Stake were an acoustic duo, put a band around us in the beginning, and those guys were with us for a few years, left, had some other guys in it. Those guys weren't the guys that recorded that record or the next one. Uh, you know, different guys played on it, then were kind of with us. Well, so when we got back together in 17, we put the original band back together yep. with Todd Davis, and our, our keyboardist, guitarist, and Scott Schroeder, our drummer. So this is really the first album that, that we've all played on together. Right. Our first, very first EP was kind of a hodgepodge of music and had some real acoustic-y stuff on it. So some of the versions on this live record are the 
first time that people have ever got like live full band versions of these songs, as well as several other things that have never been uh, released before. So it's more so cohesive as a project and as oh, a band, as a uh, unit. Unquestionably. And so your question, um, as you said earlier, I'm a long-winded bag of tricks. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's true. It's true. Uh, the question was, when can we expect to hear it? And so I you know, would love to share, hopefully, something with you on the show if you guys are That'd into it. That'd be awesome. Yeah. And we very much look forward yeah, to that. Yeah, no, that, that sounds great. Let's you know do one of these, play one of these tunes. But uh, it does come out uh, April 2nd. If you pre-order it on iTunes, you get it on March 26th. That's fantastic. I can't yes. wait for that. Yeah. And then do you also have a show coming up? So, um, indeed we do. Indeed, ding, 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 ding. Let's plug that show. <laughs> Here we go. I already it's... have tickets. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. so I wouldn't advertise it otherwise. That's <laughs> yeah, so funny. So it's our CD release party is May 1st at the Buffalo Rose. Um, and then beyond that, I'm not 100% sure what's going on. I think we'll play a few shows this year, but we are working on new material and are hoping to, you know, put out a couple of uh, EPs digitally before the year hopefully is up. And maybe That's I hope I don't get kicked for saying Shelly, that. Shelly <laughs> says that she already has tickets, which is great and all. I was wondering if you had an in for anyone else to get tickets. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, nobody Did in Did you particular. have anyone in spe no. specifically in mind? <laughs> no. It's the, a gift for my granny. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but if I did. The answer is yes. Okay. I think Thank I you. might know somebody who can help you out with that. Perfect. We'll talk after. <laughs> Yay. I'll get you, uh, so my funny. friend, with your friend. That's awesome. <laughs> um, okay. So I just have one more question. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I actually have several, but this is one that I think would be... So we're still talking about um, music and stuff. So you've booked people. Um, what was your like best or craziest celebrity experience, and who was that celebrity with? Oh, there's a whole bunch of them. I'm sure. <laughs> He's got an axe to grind. He's got a look in his eye right now. But let me just tell you about this one little number. Okay. When um, I went to a um, a conference that I used to go to yearly called CIC, um, and that is a big conference in Los Angeles that they hold for uh, concert buyers. So I was coming home from there. Uh, at the time, I was running the Soil Dove in Denver uh, before it moved to its new location. And we had Billy Corgan in that yeah. night, right? Like, so I was coming back from Los Angeles. And um, so what the deal was, was Billy had made this really terrible book. It was so stupid. Um, is it like fiction or nonfiction? Was it no, about his life? So dig or? it. So it okay. was one line congruent drawings. What? I'm not even. I'm totally not kidding you. It's the most pretentious. Go look shit it up. Oh, it's so it. fucking pretentious wow. and ridiculous. So anyway, so he makes this little book of all these congruent drawings. Okay, <laughs> and it's supposed to come out and sit. And then there was like little one line things, you know, like on each page it, this was like totally laid out like a c spot c spot run you, you know c if dick. you did it really fast did they move yeah so he's supposed to do this show um this thing for 40 minutes and then play a 45 minute acoustic set so i was like race race racing to get off this plane and get down there my boss is calling me you know and telling me you know this guy's just a fucking handful and this is really ridiculous and blah 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 <laughs> so i get in there this place is like jam packed sold out you know there's like 500 people in there 
Um, and so, you know, here comes Billy like 20 minutes late and sits down and, you know, is going to start talking about these like one line congruent drawings. This with is this, a Simpsons episode. With this, this Japanese woman behind oh. him going, <laughs> the whole time that the guy flips through his book, it takes about six minutes to get through the book. You are making this up. It's like performance art. It's wow. unbelievable. And then he took a break and was pissed off because he didn't have the things he wanted in this little itty bitty stupid ass green room. Literally <laughs> got out and went out the back door and split. Wow. So and didn't he wasn't going to play this 45 minute set of hits. So there's 500 people at the Soil Dove, like pissed off. You know, where's my fucking money back? And uh, oh, yeah, no, it was really awful. Anyway, and so after a little while, he had to come back because he had shit there. And, um, I totally That's got that. The, the the comma was in the wrong place. Oh, I'm for sorry me. about that. He had to shit No, he had left all of his stuff there. Oh so he came back to get the stuff, and okay. and I had to argue with him and tell him that uh, that was really the most stupid thing I'd ever witnessed. And good luck. So did you have to refund all the money to the fans? We did refund money. To wow. The so did you guys sue him to get the money back from him? I have no idea what they did with that. I don't think That's so. Ridiculous. Because it just was a situation that was like, you know, let's get over this one and forget about it. Yeah. What a pill. How about that for a story? Well, can, if I may, that's a crazy story. But uh, <laughs> at the old Blake Street on 23rd and Blake, um, he was one of the only celebrity musicians I'd ever seen come in. Whoa. And he came in with just a couple people, and he was low-key and whatever. Well, one of our servers was such a fan, she took his fork. Where it, he had had, he it had, had it? Yep, yeah, he had had hummus. It. No, and there was just like crusty hummus on it, and she never washed it. Yeah, she kept his hummus fork. Which wow. who who needs a fork? That so he just came in to eat, or he sang? Yeah, he just came in to eat. Did he yeah. sing while he was eating? No. Oh well, no, that but been he better. yeah, but she did take his fork. That's crazy. Not it, we, we, nearly not as good as your story. No, but. that's amazing. Shelly is his... a vampire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's so oh, funny. Crusty hummus. Oh, that bald little bastard. Yeah, that that would be a good band name. And so here we are, Krusty Hummus. Thank you, Red Rocks. I like good it. night. I think it works. We love you, Denver. Don't Mark. don't use it if you haven't checked the trademark because Lisa might just own it. By the I, time I the think show's I did over. just trademark that. I'm pretty sure I did. Okay, perfect. Um, Mark, thank you so much for coming. You're and a delight. You bet. And a vision. Yeah, I just thank you, adore ladies. you, and I'm so glad that you were here. Congratulations and on the show. Thank, thank you. you. Tell all your friends. I totally will. Tell them kidding? to send stuff. Okay. Money. Only expensive gifts. And expensive gifts. Okay. Yeah, we're good with. I'm good with the unexpensive gifts. I'll take anything, pretty much. I'm yeah. I like I'm, it. I'm a gift whore. I like whore. it. Yeah, perfect. Snuggles to your family. Yes. Oh, we will honey. see you, you soon. Too. Tell your mommy I said hello. I sure oh, will. and she will babysit you still. Oh, <laughs> yay! I love it. Yay! We're taking a break. Hey, Lise, it's good to see you. Hey, welcome to Blue Like Boutique. So I was shopping last night in bed with my jam jams on, and I was on your Facebook page, Legends 33 Blue Line Boutique, and the leggings that I wanted sold out. So I wanted to come down and see you and see if you had something similar. We have so much stuff. I get new inventory every single day. I am not even kidding. If you don't like something, you'll find something else. We have all the things, um, shirts, leggings, makeup, uh Jewelry, I just so much stuff. Thank you for coming down. You got it. I haven't shopped at a store in months because you have everything I ever need, especially leggings with pockets, and they're so soft. Thank you so much. Um, here's your package. Thank you. I'll be back for my lip sense. Hey, Reddit, you looking for some leggings? I, I just bought some leggings. I'm at the legging store. 
But are they these leggings? Close your trench coat, perv. <sighs> 8800 Ralston Road, Suite 202, Arvada, Colorado. Or Facebook, Legends 33, Blue Line Boutique. You know it's gonna be okay. Welcome back. We are here to do our top five after we had our great male vocalist from Colorado, Mark Sundemeyer, just left. And um, so that brings us to our top five, which um, is going to be the best all-time male vocalists. Good list. Yeah. You want to go first? Um, I want to go first with my honorable mention. Oh, great. Because I just don't... This person isn't very... um, I mean, they have a big band now, but it's... So I can't talk. They're not as well known. Yes. I just want everybody to make aware of Johnny Stevens from Highly Suspect. I think he has one of the coolest voices ever. And um, he's not on my top five. He would be six. But he's amazing. So um, listen to that. So you start with your your number five. You got it. I can't wait to hear that. Yeah. Uh, Find him on the YouTube or something? Yeah, Highly Suspect. They're amazing. Very cool. Um, I like learning new things from you. My number five is a New Orleans dude, and he's also very sexy and uh, just a great crooner and a very talented musician, and that's Harry Connick Jr. He is very crooner-esque. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Okay. He was not on my list, but I Mm. think that that is a good one. Um, Okay, so my number five is um, Steve Perry, the lead singer at one point of Journey and stuff. Amazing, amazing singer. Wouldn't that be nice if we could have seen him live, huh? Yeah, that we have a story behind that. Um, Shelly and I had tickets to see Journey with the Outfield. We were in ninth or 10th grade. Yeah, I think it was at McNichols or something. Yeah, it was at McNichols. My mom dropped us off at Denny's. And we went and we watched the Outfield. And we were tired and bored. And we left before Journey started. (laughs) And it it was snowing like hell that it was. Day. It was. Yes. It, there was that, but the, all the regrets. Yeah, I never got to never... see Steve Perry live. No, I've seen Journey, but not with Steve Perry. Which that's is a really sad. good one. Thanks. That's a really, really good one. Yeah. My number four is Jeff Tate from Queensrÿche. So. Um, Jeff Tate was on my short list, so oh. he probably was seven. <laughs> so yeah, good for you. That's a, he's an amazing singer. Really, lots of range. Yeah. From I'm sorry, did you say Queensrÿche? Yes. Is that the name of the band? Uh huh. That's okay. how you say it in German. Oh, with perfect. the umlauts. Umlauts. Oh, yeah, they're awesome. Okay. My number four is um, Chester Benningfield from uh, Lincoln Park. Interesting. I think he has an insanely um, um, great range and vocal talent, and I um, much missed, much loved. You're always surprising. Chester. Chester. Yeah. Uh, he was also on a lot of people's lists for the talking to on the other side, right? Yes, yes. he was on our mm-hmm. Facebook page. A lot of people would like to see what the hell happened with poor Chester. Yeah, mystery. Yeah. Did yeah. he really do it or, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. My number, what am I on? Three. Three. Uh, Michael Hutchins is pretty much on all of my lists. He is, he, he gets my motor running. <laughs> he's, your, he's your guy. <laughs> he's is it because guy. of his vocal <laughs> talent or because of his face? Uh, both. And I body. really like his voice. I like the songs that he writes. Um, I just think their music is really sexy. I, I love it. Uh, me and Kathy have a going back and forth thing where I said, uh, she said, what, 
a dead person, would you, if you could you? And I said, Michael Hutchins. And she goes, well, he's going to ask you to choke him. <laughs> like, That's Kathy. horrible. It is. He can choke himself. Can yeah, but I, I love that dude. That's okay. So Michael Hutchins is your number three. Mm-hmm. My number three is Daniel Johns, the lead singer, Silverchair. Oh, I also think that he has an amazing vocal range and talent. Um, he's gone through a lot. He was so young when they first started. I think that they were 15 or 16 mm-hmm. when the band yeah. first came together. Um, he had um, bulimia and anorexia. Wow. Um, not a lot of boys have that. Right. He was able to get through that and now um, has is gotten a grip on his eating disorder and has a kick-ass body. Not that that has anything to do with anything other than the fact that he's, he's good looking and healthy yeah. right. and stuff, but that doesn't have anything to do with his singing ability, which is amazing. And that's what makes him number three. And uh, my best friend used to make fun of me because we were really into silver chair. He goes, Oh, you like the high chair kids. Oh, cause they're so, <laughs> Cause young. They were so yeah. young. Well, and you brought to light uh, body dysmorphia in, in teenage males. So that's important too. Yeah. And he, um, the song, um, uh, open fire is about his battle with uh, with anorexia. That is so and stuff. interesting. So yeah, it's um yeah it says um in the song um I'm on my knees for you, which means like he was purging. Oh, yeah. oh that's I not he how he I was, was praying. Take it, no, but okay. he was yeah he, he was he purging, was throwing up. Yeah, oh, he's um, and it's like that, it's, well, oh I'm sorry, it's not open no, fire. It's, it's Anna's song. Anna's song. Huh? Sorry, because yeah, it's anorexia. Like a, oh, okay. Yeah. I have a lot to listen to tonight. It's, it's a great album, and I'm really sorry that I stomp. messed that. Yeah, that messed that you up. You corrected it's, yourself. I did right then and yeah. there. Yeah. Okay. Yay. My number two is Justin Curry from uh, Delamatry. They're a Scottish band. They're uh, no longer around. I don't think they disbanded. But I like that when he sings, um, it doesn't sound all perfect and uh, like. Uh, over professionally polished like he's got a little crackling in it and like he really feels that shit really hard and uh, anyway the trampolines actually used to do covers of some of their songs and so Justin Curry awesome I'm gonna have to listen I don't know him so you'll like it yeah yeah I'll mm-hmm. listen um, my number two is Lane Staley from Alice oh, in Chains number two excellent no oh, okay. that's a really good one I um I I think he has a beautiful voice. I think that his harmonies with Jerry Cantrell are awesome, although I don't think Jerry Cantrell is the best singer, but um, I think Lane helped to make him a better singer. They sound so good together. They do, and it was, um, their music is legendary and one of my favorite bands altogether. Really good one. And, yeah. and if you like that, Mad Season, his work with his uh, work, Mad yeah. Season is incredible. It's, it might even be better I, I, than, I like some of that stuff even better. And than Lane Staley is my number one. Oh, I can't wait to turn the turn the old radio on when I get home. Yeah. Um, my number one, Lisa knows, is also beautiful, but uh, his voice is so haunting and intense, and uh, he has such a great range, and it's so unique. You always know it's him when he's singing. That's Chris Cornell. Bam. And I'm not a huge Chris Cornell mm. fan, although I do. Um, I I I agree with you on the fact that you. Always know it's him, mm-hmm. and um, and I think that that's one of the the best things about a vocalist is that you can pick him up like that, and and uh, right. yeah, and so I I was I, I I lied. I'm not not a Chris Cornell fan because I loved Hunger Strike. Yeah, yeah um, I dog, just was they, they Temple of the Dog was good. I wasn't mm-hmm. a huge Soundgarden fan. It was a little so, hard for me too. Yeah, and I don't I don't think his voice 
it was always awesome. Yeah. But I don't like his voice in those in that band as much either. Agree. I think mm-hmm. that maybe it might have been overplayed a little bit too. So that, that might have, you know, which is good for the band, not so good for me. Right. Yeah. Um, and it was a little screamier and the lyrics didn't like touch me and stuff. But right. he does a version of Like a Stone. Uh, look it up later. Yeah. It'll just, version. It, yeah. It'll yeah. just rock it's your socks. really good. Yeah. All, oh, wow. all of his mm-hmm. solo stuff is really beautiful. Yeah. He ha- he does have a great voice. Um, my number one, and let's ha- let's have a drum roll. No, we don't have to, um, is Sebastian Bach. Yeah. I just have to say that I definitely think that he is just, again, the vocal range on that man. And, you know, in the times of the 80s. And those legs. And those legs mm. and those <laughs> gold, gold pants. pants. <laughs> that guy gets across that the room in three steps. That has nothing to do with, yeah, he does. He's Mr. Long-Legged Guy. But, no, I mean, just back to the vocal range. When, in the times of the 80s screaming and everything and stuff, I still believe that he had an amazing, amazing powerhouse. He was always on point, and we saw him not too long ago, and he still has it. Still got it. He's got a little bit of a dad bod now. Mm -hmm. Um, I'd still take him. And... um, But he wasn't a one-trick pony. He could really sing a lot of things. He had a lot of range. Oh, Wasted Time. Yeah. Oh, Oh, God. And hilarious. Yeah, he is really funny. He's on um, Trailer Park Boys. Oh, really? That show. and He was on Gilmore Girls. Yeah, he's an actor. But is he Canadian? Um, No. Yeah, yeah, I think he Is was. He came from Canada and then Our went to New Jersey, I which would explain Trailer Park Boys. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. I, I I read half of his book and then I stopped reading, not his book, just altogether. Did he have a reality show too? Yeah, he did. Him and his he, him and his wife had a reality show. I don't remember that. I wish yeah. I would have seen it because I love me some Sebastian. Yep, me too. So. And I believe it, I can't remember who I was talking to about, it, but they were at that same show. You and I saw him. And we think that Skid Row and Soundgarden were at the same show. And Pantera opened for them. Yes. Yeah. And then yeah. uh, he was wearing the gold pants and yeah. they accidentally slipped. In the I room. think his button popped and then we yeah. might have saw a little bush. Well, I think we might have passed out. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Before anything else happened, I passed out. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, oh my gosh, I might have saw a wiener. Yeah. Good yeah. times. Yeah. Erection. Oh, boner. <laughs> okay. Oh, wow. So... Um, that being said, now, oh, hey, what time is it? It's time for... Now, ladies, it's time for the Cosmic Seeker of Love. He's more than just a meal, and he ain't no sloppy joe. Oh, yeah. All right, ladies. Wow. Well, uh, that was a great show. I mean, I could listen to Mark all day long. Great stories. And, uh, you know me, I love music, so anytime we talk to musicians stuff, that's going to be my gig, one of my favorite things. And uh, can't wait to see him. Hopefully uh, those tickets come through for us, you know? <laughs> I mean, either that or Shelly's got two. We can fight over who gets to go with her, you know? I gotcha. <laughs> we'll see about that, but... We'll, we'll, <laughs> What a great show once again, and uh, uh, that's the Manwich Minute, and uh, take care. Awesome. Thank you guys again for listening to our show, being such awesome fans. Um, we adore each and every one of you. Well, not all of you. We, we like most of you. And um, where can they find us, Shelly? 
You can find us on our website, goodwitch-badwitch.com. You can also find us on iTunes and Spotify and all the places where you get your podcasts. But we are super grateful that you guys listen to us and that we get to do this as our unpaid job. This is volunteer work for now. For now. (laughs) For now. But uh, anyway, I appreciate all your support and taking the time. Thank you for being with us today. And I hope y'all stay witchy. No, stay bitchy.